Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jeff Lettington, and today Sherry Harney is here with me. Sherry's the co-founder of Organic Outreach International, a well-sought-after speaker and a published author. She also serves as the Leadership Development Director at Shoreline Community Church in Monterey, California. As the co-founder of Organic Outreach International, she trains leaders all across the country and internationally. Sherry has a deep passion for evangelism in and through the family. Sherry has writing partnerships with Zondervan, Baker, and Thomas Nelson Publishing, and she recently published a book titled Praying with Eyes Wide Open, A Life-Changing Way to Talk with God. Sherry's here with me now. So Sherry, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Would you tell, praying with eyes wide open, tell me where that came from and, and why eyes wide open, why that's a distinction that's become important to you. Well, being a follower of Jesus, uh, most of my life, I accepted Christ as a child at five years old. And as I was growing up, I, I read the Bible, I studied the Bible, and I would come across this verse in First Thessalonians 5.17 that would say, pray continually. Mm. And I would just kind of skip over that verse because you'd read it and you'd go, well, how can I live that out? And, um, but there just came a point that I just, I stopped one day and I just said, Lord, how can I live this out? And it was as though the Lord spoke to my heart. And he, he put this, um, just this idea, it's, it's not that you have to pray continually, it's that you get to. Okay. That the idea is uh, this relationship we have with God. That we can walk with him, talk with him at any moment. That's what prayer is. It's about this, this uh, two-way relationship. And I love that I grew up in the church, and uh, one of my favorite hymns growing up was In the Garden. Mm-hmm. I love the chorus, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. And I think I love that, even as a young person growing up, just this idea of just walking and talking and God just brought that reality to my heart in that one moment, just like, no, you're looking at this wrong. It's not a have to. It's a get to. It's about relationship. It's about just walking. And then this idea of praying with eyes wide open, um, if we can come to God at any point, right, mm-hmm. then why have we limited prayer okay. to eyes closed? Let me ask you this. So if... If to pray continually or pray without ceasing, if that's the call, then it would be really hard if we had to pray our, you know, bow our head, yeah, fold our hands, close our eyes in order to pray, right? You tell a funny story. You said in the beginning of the book, you tell a story. I believe you're walking with your dad. Would you, would you share that story? So uh, my mom and dad live in Michigan. I live in California, but I'm able to go visit them um, every couple of months, actually. And uh, one of the times I was there... Um, when I'm there, I enter into the rhythm of their schedule of their day. My dad gets up early in the morning, and he spends time praying. He, he actually sits in a chair every morning. He bows his head, closes his eyes, and prays for a considerable amount of time. When he's done doing that, 
he goes for a morning walk. He's 80 years old, but he still okay. does that. And so one of the days I just said, yeah, Dad, I'm, hey, I'd like to join you on the walk. So as we're nearing the home, our, his home, their home, uh, I said, Dad, do you mind if we just uh, pray before we get to the house? And he goes, I'd love to do that. And so I said, well, let's pray. Well, all of a sudden, um, he, he, he knocks me over. Um, he's, he's actually, he's, uh, he's, he's pushing me to the side. And as I'm falling down, now it was winter time, so there was, a, there was snow. And as I'm falling, I'm actually, it was like slow motion for me. I'm actually thinking the only reason my dad would push me to the side would be to save me from a car that has probably slid out of control. So while I'm falling, I actually turn around to see the car for which he saved me from, and there is no car. And then by the time I land in the snowbank, I'm looking back. I turned and I look back at him, and um, he's giggling. <laughs> and now he's reaching down to help me up. And I said, Dad, what happened? He said, oh, I am so sorry. When you said, let's pray, I closed my <laughs> eyes. He just went into automatic prayer mode. I said, Dad, when you're walking and praying, you're not supposed to close your eyes. He said, I know. And so we had this wonderful conversation. That's and I awesome. talked to him about this whole idea of, you know, if we're to pray at any time, which we can do, we all yeah. know that, right? Yeah. Some of the time, we're not supposed to close our eyes. So anyways, it was really neat. I went, I flew back home to California the next morning. I opened up my emails and there was one from my dad and this is what he said. He said, Dear Sherry, I thought about you this morning while I was walking. I prayed with my eyes open. I even prayed out loud. I learned from you that if I pray with my eyes open, my time with God is limitless. Mm, that's amazing. He nailed it. That's why praying with eyes wide open is so important. When we limit prayer to eyes closed, um, we limit our time with God. And mm. our time with God is limitless. And, That's huge. And, and one of the things, Jeff, that as I studied the Bible more, I found out that throughout all of Scripture, uh, it never tells us that we have to close our eyes when we pray. And I even found out that I couldn't find one place in the Old mm. Testament or the New Testament where it actually said, and they closed their eyes to pray. So in that... You, you, uh, and I, I'm not sure if I'm quoting it directly, but you, it's something to the effect of really close to this. You write that in that section that posture is important, but eyes closed can be a hindrance. Well, you just, you just explain that, like closing our eyes can limit us, yes. right? It can take the, the, the pray without ceasing, the pray in every part of our lives, pray while we're walking, pray right. while we get up. And I, and I love, so I do this, by the way. I'm a guy who gets up early. I sit in the same place every morning. I pray first. I read. I pray through some songs. I read the Bible. I pray more. I do that. I'm that guy. And I'm getting older. So I'm feeling like that old guy, right? So I, but if that was all we did, I, play, I actually pray with my eyes open though. But uh, when, if that was all we did, that would be our prayer. Right. So we found that there's, like, there's limits if that we if right. we keep it that way. And, that, and that's one thing I always say now that I've written this book. Uh, some people will see me praying with my eyes closed and they'll say, hey, you wrote that book, Praying With Your Eyes Open. And I say, I say you haven't read my book, <laughs> you know, right. because I say that it's not wrong to pray with your eyes closed. But it is wrong, I believe. I don't think you're following the Bible if you never pray with your eyes open. Because how can you live out praying continually, mm. right? And uh, so, but, but we can do both. That's good. So the book unfolds in four sections. You talk about eyes wide open, ears wide open, hearts wide open, and then lives wide open. 
And the ears wide open, one of the things that you talk about is moving really over the, over the, se- the, the chapters in that section, you move from really what is often all we see as prayer in the church as a one-way conversation to God, really to you, you challenge people to listen for God, to listen to God and listen for God. And ultimately, at the end of that section, you, you, what you've created is a dialogue between us and God. Can you, can you just share something about that? I, I think that uh, that's one of the things um, that people have to learn. Uh, it starts with just being quiet, too. And uh, the thing is, is uh, the question is, is not are we listening, um, but is God speaking? And he is speaking to us. And so we do need to be listening. But he speaks through lots of ways, though. He speaks... Uh, through the Word of God, and mm-hmm. and I always make this very clear um, that the Bible is the final and absolute authority. Um, that is God speaking to us, and if we hear God in some other way and it doesn't line up with Scripture, then you're not hearing from God. Okay. But the Lord, but God speaks to us through the Bible. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through people. Uh, we even have in the scriptures, and we have present-day uh, stories of of God speaking through dreams. Our friend yeah. Nabil Qureshi, yeah. you know, came to know the Lord through a dream. You know, Jesus came to him in a dream and a and a, and a, and a vision, and that's how uh, you know he kind of crossed that line of faith. And so the Lord is speaking in all different ways. But I try to give people some basic skills, mm-hmm. um, some, some guidelines. I say, number one, if this is something new for you, just uh, set aside some time. Just set, set aside some time and just be quiet and ask the Lord to speak to you. And, and, um, and another thing I say is remember to use the scripture test because if it doesn't line up with scripture, you're not hearing from God. And then um, I also say that when you ask God about a decision, you're praying about something in your future, uh, I call it uh, some measure of spiritual peace. Okay. Um, that, that's a way you can kind of test it. Is, is, and I do this often with people when I'm helping them, uh, when they're praying about a decision in their life, as they do these things, they sit quietly, they ask the Lord to lead, they make sure they're uh, using the scripture to guide them. But if they have a sense that God gives them an answer, um, do you have some spiritual peace? Is there some sense of peace? Uh, I think that that's a thing. And then um, also to remember that you have to submit and obey. Right. Because it's one thing to say, I'm going to uh, listen. And then you hear God kind of nudge your heart to do something. And then you don't do it. Oof. That does not advance the experience of listening to God. Okay. All right. That's good. I, I, I can think of some times where I've sought God for an answer. Uh, the immediate one that comes to mind is a, a couple churches ago, as I've pastored several churches, I didn't want to go to a church. In fact, I, talk, I heard Kevin talking about that today in our, in our event we did together. Uh, I, I wasn't looking to go to this church. I lived in Huntington Beach. I'd planted a church in Huntington Beach. I was perfectly fine in Huntington Beach. This was 100 miles north up in the high desert, and I didn't want to go, but I was asked a few times. I committed to praying about it. I did pray about it. When I went and visited... I remember walking through the doors and I knew God was taking me there. Yes. And I didn't, if you'd asked me, do I want to? The answer might've been no, but there is a sense of spiritual peace. Yes. I, I know what you're talking about. That, that's a really good word. Yeah, yeah. 
you go through ears wide open, hearts wide open, to lives wide open. And there's two things, there's two sections in there. I want to ask you about this. You talk about praying for others, and then you talk about praying with others. Have you ever, what's a time where, where, where God has led you in those areas that you kind of, let's, let's start there. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually have it happen a lot. And because okay. I find that um, the more in tune my heart is to his voice, uh, the more I hear him speaking. And I, the submit and obey, though, is key, too. You just got to keep moving forward. Do the best you can. So I was actually traveling internationally. I was in line in, in LAX, actually, uh, for uh, it ended up being about two hours total. But about a half an hour into waiting, I was standing, and the woman behind me I had greeted kindly, but we weren't talking. And about a half an hour in, I started to feel that prompting. Mm. It was like, turn around and engage in conversation. And um, kind of let it go first, and then I thought, oh, no, that's the Lord. So I turned around, and I, I said, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a while. Uh, is your trip, uh, is, it, is it business or pleasure? And she says, well, it's not business, but it's not going to be pleasurable. So I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that. And then she began, that opened up the door. I had never asked that question before. Is it business or pleasure as that way to open up the door to a conversation? God gave me that. Sure. Because um, it opened up the door for her to share that she was going to be entering into something difficult with some family uh, matters. So I, was, I just listened for a while. And then um, I felt that nudging of the Holy Spirit, too, at that point to say, Pray with her. Now we're in line, you know, and this right. is where praying with eyes wide open is kind of a beautiful thing, though. Because <laughs> right? I, I actually said to her, I said, hey, I said, I don't know where you stand in, in your faith walk, if you even have one. But I said, um, and she, then she said, well, I don't really. She said, I did go to church as a child, but I don't really, you know, she kind of was clear about that. And I said, well, I actually, uh, I am a Christian, and um, I believe in the power of prayer. And I said, I would love to, if you would be comfortable. And I said, we don't even have to close our eyes. Mm, I said, I believe God is here talking with us. And so we're just going to make him part of our conversation. And then I asked for permission. Though I always tell people when I'm teaching about praying with other people, ask permission. I said, would you mind? I said, if we pray with our eyes open, would you mind if I just ask God to help you? Mm. And then she said, I would like that. So there we stood in line. Like we were having conversation. Eyes wide we, open. And we were, yes. Yeah. We were having conversation with God. And I asked God to help her. I didn't know the details, but just to ask, and, you know, to help. And when we, when we were done, the tears just started. So we finished up our conversation. We exchanged emails, and I actually do have um, a response that I got from her. This is what uh, an email that came a few months later. She said, hi, Sherry. We met while waiting in line at LAX. Uh, it's me. <laughs> I, I just wanted to thank you again for your prayers and for the few moments of friendship you gave me during a very stressful time in my life. As it turns out, things were even worse than we thought. And, uh, but I wanted you to know that I feel that your prayers really did help, and they gave me comfort and strength in the difficult situations I found myself in. Wow. Thank you so much for that. It really feels like it was no coincidence that I met you when I did. That's amazing. And I love that. And I have, I have this happen a lot. And it's just praying with eyes wide open has opened a lot more doors mm. 
to be comfortable with praying with people, even people that don't believe. Yeah. You know, I, here's what I've heard just in this, and I, not from your book, not from anything else, just sitting here in these short minutes, and, and I sense a, a trajectory or a pattern to this conversation I, I said I want to talk about this book because I, I want to encourage people to pray. Right? Right. And so you, you've written on that. You've, you've done that, as many have. But we're sitting here. Let's do this, right? Yes. And here's what I've heard is, um, so learning to pray, that's like step one. Yeah. Okay? Getting in a rhythm of prayer, however that comes about, maybe learning to open your eyes and kind of expanding your view of prayer. And then you've said a couple times, submitting and obeying. So if we're going to ask, if we're going to listen to God, God might say something. Well, if God's going to say something, then we need to respond to that. Right. And if, that's, if that keeps progressing, God, now you're a listener, which a lot of us aren't. And so you might be standing somewhere in an airport. Right. And God might say, hey, there's a lady behind you. I just want you to engage her in conversation. And while you're doing that, you're prompted again and you want to pray for her. And then you make an impact. Now, if you back all the way up before the prayer, most people are thinking, nobody wants me to pray for them in line at an airport. But what I've seen is maybe somebody's listening because they don't, maybe they don't pray at all. Maybe they don't feel like they pray well. But what they might hear is if you're willing to take little steps and learn and, and practice and be obedient, right. God can use you in amazing, because these are, these are silly, yeah. practical, easy things, but they're amazing. Yes. You've made real impact in people's lives in, in what are very simple steps, mm -hmm. right? Very simple things that you've learned Sometimes I'm sure the obedience and submission is not simple. I'm sure that's hard. Right. It's probably hard to turn around and start this conversation, right. right? Or can I pray with you? Do you mind if I pray for you? So if, if people are listening, mm -hmm. here's what I said. So I would say this. Maybe prayer is something that God wants to do in you and through you that's going to lead to much other, other larger, bigger things impacting other people as well. Absolutely. Is that fair? Absolutely. I think prayer brings God's power. Mm. Okay. I really do. So if we're hearing this, like, wow, if I was originally thinking I'd like to learn some practical steps about prayer, but wow, look what God might be able to do, how God might use me. Where, where can people begin? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give people instructions on how to find your book. Uh, I'm going to lead them to that. I'm going to encourage them to read that. But what are some things that they're listening right now, maybe they're driving to work, so we're going to encourage them, don't close your eyes, right? That's right, fair. Okay. Right, right. What are some things they, maybe they don't have a practice in the morning. What are some things people can do to start praying, start listening, and maybe start stepping out in faith? Well, I've really found in life that it's just the small decisions that we make that really have some of the biggest impact. So I would first say, start your day with a prayer. That has been life-changing for me. When I wake up in the morning, I've been doing this for about 20 years, the very first thing I do is pray. And it, it um, recalibrates me. It reminds me that the day uh, is not about my agenda, okay. but about God's agenda. And so to start your day in prayer is a great way to start um, your prayer life. And then just to ask God to help you on this journey. Mm, that's good. So pray about prayer. Pray about prayer. That's good. Yeah. All right. And, um, um, and a couple of other things, and we don't have time for this, but 
sometimes you need to go a step back and you have to look at uh, your relationship with God and what you think about God. Because sometimes there's hindrances to even praying because you don't see God as he is, as a loving father, as a good shepherd. Mm. Um, those things can keep us from growing in our prayer lives. You know, I have, I have a, section, a couple of sections in my book about that because we can say, oh, yeah, let's do this and let's do that. So we'll increase our prayer life. But if you don't have some of this, if you don't foundationally believe that you have a father that loves you, that he likes being with you, that he wants to hear from you, that um, he actually wants you to be in partner with him. He's got work for you today, and he's going to use you. Uh, that uh, I don't care how, you know, the little steps you take. Uh, so I would say another thing to think about is uh, what is your view of God? Good. You know, uh, things like that. But then just to start, like what we've been talking about, you, you're going along and you think that the Lord is prompting you, just evaluate, is this something I could do? I mean, is it, sure. does it line up with Scripture? Is it not against Scripture? And just start doing it and see what God will do. Um, and sometimes some of those uh, little things will, will, will start the trajectory. That's really good. So if we don't have a right view of God, if we don't understand that God wants to hear our prayers, that he's not looking to say, oh, you prayed wrong or you right. did right, like, exactly. but that we have a God who is a loving father, that will probably prompt us to cause us to pray. Absolutely. Some of my favorite passages, and there's, it says this about four, five, six times in the Bible, some very clearly, uh, but it talks about prayer and it gives the image from the Old Testament from the temple. And they would light incense in the temple and the smell of the incense, you know, like in any incense, like would rise up. And there's a few places in the Bible that tie that directly to that our prayers rise up to God like a fragrant yes. incense. Yeah. He, you know, you think about, I have children, I have a grandchild now. Um, but, you know, when my kids want to talk with me, that just thrills my heart. When my, I have three grown, Kevin and I have three grown sons that are, you know, 30s. And I, I'll get a call. I'm so excited, you know. Yeah. And we, gotta, we have to have right pictures that, that is, that's the way God feels about us. You know, when he's excited when we come to him. And we, he finds great joy um, in us coming to him. So I totally agree with you. Mm. Yeah. So we should desire to pray. We should desire to spend time with God. But we need to begin with a framework that says God desires our time. Absolutely. And then we could step out in small ways, yeah. start, taking, start taking small steps, start praying, start listening. And then God will move in our lives and cause us to become people he can use, put us in places he can use us. And then it just gets more exciting all the time. And I've really found that praying with eyes wide open has really... A lot for myself has allowed God to be at the center of my life. It's the place He should be, uh, and so that—that's you know, it's—it's it's just a wonderful. It's prayer is really the great adventure. I'm going to leave it right there. That's a great place to stop. Sherry Harney, you are amazing. You've been a great friend to us, our church, to me personally. And I'm excited to get this out and, and to encourage people to pray and to become prayers and just engage this, this journey, yeah. this adventure. It will delight God our Father. Thank you so much. Welcome. God bless you. For more information, you can go to sherryharney.com. S-H-E-R-R-Y. H-A-R-N-E-Y dot com. 
And if you'd like to pick up a copy of Praying with Eyes Wide Open, a life-changing way to talk with God, you can do so on Amazon.com. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church, G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church.